Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. This podcast is going to be shorter than a pair of Jacko's short shorts. We're coming at you with a couple of, uh, we're going to do a little, we start a bit of a series of some short little sound bites. Little... Can't get shorter <laughs> than that. I still actually, without making this intro to you, made me laugh there because Tim said, I've got, I've, got, I've got an intro for it, so I didn't know what he was going to say. I've still yet to buy, you know, Martin Yelling put on on podcast 100 and whatever he was, and he was saying, you've got to get them like short ones with a slit up the side for when you're doing your running. I still need to get on eBay and invest in a pair well, of those. Can... They are going to be no. You need, you need those for your Snowden challenge. But we are going to start a little bit of a, um, a, a sort of short... We're aiming for 20 minutes. We just want to give you the biggest bang for your book on some key topics. And we're going to kick off this podcast all about mobility. Now, we're going to keep it short. We're going to get into it. So, Jacko, no waffle today. We're going direct. Yeah, it's going to be... We're going to share each our sort of number one biggest bang for your book. What thing can you do to improve your mobility? Like, we care about how you move. We care about our and your longevity and so being able to move better you know movement strength and play progress the movement's the first one because it's potentially the most important if you haven't got movement you can't be strong and then you're not certainly going to have any fun with any of your training so uh, it links in with the fact Timbo also just to let the people know we do have you know for some people this podcast is going to be so amazing that your biggest bang for your buck thing about it, sweet and that sorts them out but for some people they're going to want a little bit extra help and a bit of extra coaching we've got and so we've got the perfect thing for you a new six week online mobility course starting um, on the 29th of September places are limited you obviously need to get yourself signed up before the 29th of September and there's six weekly live coached sessions uh, via Zoom inside the virtual classroom and then a full uh, video library of all the uh, exercises and tutorials. There's over 50 different tutorials in there all broken down by body parts so that you can pick and choose and find out which is the best thing uh, for you. During the coaching sessions we'll actually do a little bit of testing and retesting so you'll be able to identify what is most applicable uh, for you and uh, you have lifetime access to all of the recordings of the live sessions plus those 50 um, uh, videos within the uh, within the video library that uh, is all for just 125 quid that's for non-members VC members you got a special discount and then VIP members you got an even special special discount but I can't say those on the podcast you got to check your emails because you've been sent those on your emails and check out your codes to get yourself your special discounts Right, well, that's one thing you can do for mobility. Let's get into the two things that we can, uh, we're can we going to share with you. <laughs> yeah, so. no, you're right, yes. Sorry, they, that's it. <laughs> that's Podcast it, yeah. over, there's your one thing. Short. That's two minutes 40. Um, right, <laughs> let's dive in, Jacko, because we, we, we've got a little bit of extra stuff to share. So sit back and enjoy a, a little speed, speed little visit today through the top mobility hacks that you can do to start getting yourself to move a little bit better. Roll that jingle. So it's a good thing we've actually uh, planned and discussed what these were going to be. We're going to share one each, and we came to the table before the podcast recording with something a little bit different each, but both around the similar principle. Timbo's is based around what are you doing when you're actually training, and then mine is based around a similar principle, but what about when you're not training? So uh, Timbo, kick us off with your biggest bang for your buck, and uh, it's a semi-little rant, <laughs> within there potentially depending on where you go with it but um about 
what people maybe it's like it's like what people yeah what people need to do but also like the flip side of that is where you see some people potentially going wrong well it could be a rant which could be intensified by the fact that as you can tell i'm a little bit hoarse i have not been well this week (laughs) a little bit of a cold but um intensified also by five months of sleep deprivation it is starting to get tiring having a baby in the house so if this goes a little bit more direct than usual this is that is the context as to where i'm currently at at the point of recording (laughs) people like it when you go hard and direct yeah i think i feel that we get more feedback when i do that um (laughs) so yeah let's get into this one then so for me Crikey, if mobility is something which has been a common thread through every strength and conditioning contract athlete I've worked with, just the school of calisthenics is constantly something which which raises its its head up a little bit. And people always asking us regularly, how do I improve my mobility? How do I improve my flexibility? How do I get all these different things? And for me, like if I look, if I take a step back and have a look at the industry and where the content has gone, mobility has been a bit of a high point recently. Lots of content, lots of people talking about it. We've had the rise of different types of mobility training, yoga, functional range conditioning. We used to talk about static stretching. That's not in favor anymore. Guys, I'm just going to hit to the point on this one. It is all the same stuff. Trying to get you to a place where effectively you are moving into positions that you don't normally move in. So if, if you are, if your, if your program consists of, or has in the past at least consisted of very kind of rigid movement patterns in terms of if you're a bench press person or a bench or bent over row person. And then all of a sudden you're like, I've been doing those hard out. Like those have been like a major part of my training for a good few years. I really have got a massive pair of pecs and I feel massively strong in my back, but you know what? I can't really get overhead. But the honest truth of it is where you just never be, you don't put yourselves in those positions. So if you want to move into, if you want to to improve your mobility and get access to better range of motion, you need to start moving through those ranges of motion. And whether you talk about static stretching, active stretching, PNF stretching, dynamic stretching, mobility, cars, pails, rails, flipping whatever, all of those things are designed to do is to help to you to get into positions that you don't normally move into. Now, there are some physiological benefits of end range isometric strength. There are some benefits of contract relax type work. The physiological side of things can optimize it. But I just take a take a little bit of a, a zoom out and just go look at the whole system. Look at the chain, right? So your whole body is big, one big piece of muscle effectively connected via fascia. That fascial system is gonna is just gonna start to mold on the lines of stress. So if you constantly do the same things, muscles are gonna get strong in that position, which might just prevent other muscles from helping you to get into other positions. And that fascial system is basically gonna wind down and get stuck. Your body is trying to help you to get better at what you're doing regularly. So if you only ever move through certain patterns, then don't be surprised when you can't move into other patterns because your body has gone. Tim really needs to get good at this pattern, so I'll just help him to do that. I'll make these patterns more stable more rigid if you want to call it that i'm going to make him more specialist at these positions which he moves through so if you look at people who move really well i will guarantee that the majority of the time those people's programs have got a wide variety of movements in them or they have historically had a wide variety of movements to them and they probably have quite a balanced training program in that they don't just overload certain patterns like a push pull squat for example they'll have other yeah. things in there moving outside laterally multi-directional all these sorts of stuff that is my big one up guys. Like you can get bogged down in yeah. all these different kinds of stretching and mobility practices. They are all just trying to get you to move into different positions or positions which you don't currently move in. And the key to getting progress in those 
is to do it regularly. If you've been training bench press for 10 years and you can't get your shoulders overhead, don't think that one session of mobility is all of a sudden going to fix your mobility. You're going to have to go and yeah. spend some time working on shoulder, spine, loosening off some of the stuff which is tight. There's a, there's a whole kind of thing that you're going to have to unpick, but you've got really good in one pattern and you've neglected some of the patterns and you need to start accessing those others. Jacko, that's seven minutes in. Your turn is up. <laughs> well, I was just going to go there's because uh, there'll be some people going, that will have challenged some people. Um, and one thing, uh, that, that example you gave there of like about the consistency of the bench press you go well if you you've they'll, they'll be very good at bench press because they've been consistently doing it so it's that it, it proves those points um i think some of the there's a couple of other things that made me uh made me sort of think where someone listening going oh no whoa 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 no simbo they're they're not all the same i've just bought this like mobility wheel or now i've got me mobility stick and like this thing is new and it ain't the same and yada 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 and um one of the one of the things i always think back to as i go well none of those things that you mentioned other than probably static stretching had been around or coined or certified or made a thing um say uh 50 years ago 100 years ago i don't know how long has ballet been around but as long as ballet has been around or stuff like that People have worn Lycra, tighter shorts than me, but they are ridiculously mobile and flexible. Do you know what has been around? Do any of those? Do you know what's been around for a long time, Jacko? Having a poo without a, without <laughs> a toilet. Therefore, squatting exactly in a deep squat position, yeah. and then we got toilets, and all of a sudden, people can't deep squat anymore because they don't do it. That is that is actually the perfect analogy for my point. Toilets yeah. have stopped you from being able to sit down on your heels unless you're you've replaced what you would have normally done out behind a tree with some other kind of deep sitting in your heels type squatting movement, or you've, yeah, you've, you've substituted it in some way. And therefore your squat is now toilet. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, quick one. Have you ever been caught short and had to do a number two outside in nature? Now, this is a funny story. <clears throat> this might. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. This is a short. This might. We take to go here. This might. This is going to gross some people out. Right. I. Uh, th there was an occasion when I was a diving instructor in Zanzibar where I was on a dive with somebody and. You do it in the sea, mate. Yeah, but I was with a client. I was teaching a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and wasn't I was Karen absolutely dying. I was, no, it wasn't. No, in Africa, <laughs> the food can get to you sometimes. Um, I was absolutely dying, like dying. <clears throat> and I saw an opportunity. We, did, we were doing a weight. When you do diving, you have to take your weight belt off on the surface and put it back on. The guy took his weight belt. What sometimes happens if you don't hold the right end of the weight belt, a weight falls off to the bottom. And there was a particular. We were in a bit where there was a bit of a decent kind of undercurrent, so the bottom was a bit murky. And I thought this is my opportunity. <laughs> so I was like, stay here. I'll go down and fetch your weight for you. Went down, fetched the weight. Did what I needed to do into the current, <laughs> back up, sort it out. So that was probably the best. Actually, difficult if you was wearing. Obviously, I'm assuming you weren't wearing a board wetsuit. shorts, mate, in Africa. Yeah. So it was just. Sorry, right. I was um, an overshare. I really didn't mean to go there. So we'll bring it. We'll <laughs> I'm, bring told, it. I'm tired. We'll I would normally, normally have we'll, gone. No, 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 Jack. I've not got a good story about that. But today, we'll I'm bring like, it I'm back. So. <laughs> we'll bring it back into the video because it segues into what I want. So the principle you're saying there is like move into the positions you want to be in, have control and be strong in them. And, and all those things are the same thing. And sort of, and that's in and around your training the, with the same principle, but sort of almost like the reverse of that, the vice versa uh, being, what are you doing away from your training and identifying uh, postural positions and static shapes that you get into too commonly um, and that's almost like restrict because you might do an hour's you could do an hour's worth of mobility each day, but if for the next twenty three hours you're like sat in a car 
I guarantee you're going to be tight and stiff when you come out of that when you come out of that car. So, um, and this is, that's a terrible example for someone's like, yeah, but Jack, in my job, I'm a driver, so uh, I got I can't not be in a car. But what I want us to think about is where are some of those positions and shapes that you get into that are um, that you just there like constantly like all the time. So away from your training, when can you think about just not being sat in the same seat? Can you just break up different jobs that you do? You stand for a bit, you, you sit on the floor for a bit, like whatever it is that you're trying to find scenarios that are not training, but are going to help you to to not stay in short and tightened positions. So in your training, as Tim's saying, like I want you to move around and explore different ranges and everything, however you want to do that, whatever tools you want to use is great. And then away from your training, how often can you make sure that you're you're building in awareness and routines to your day-to-day habits to go, right, I'm not going to be just sat in that chair for this amount of time and not actually get up and move and not actually um, get that body get that body moving. So you're trying to then hit it from two angles. Like what am I doing really well when I'm training and getting what I want out of my training and my, my, my movement and then away from training. No, don't think it stops there. The body, like those lines of stress that the fascia that Tim was talking about, that's we think of that type of stuff because it's about that's about sports science and training. It's like, but the body responds to everything you're doing, and you're potentially going to have a bit. The biggest impact is like what you're doing away from your training. It could be depending on what the what your sort of day to day activities and things look like. Um, and I think both those two messages. The thing I like about them is they're both quite simple in principle. Just the challenge is that consistency and actually putting it into place. Um, so whether that's that you set a, a reminder or alarm on your phone that every so often to like get up and move and you just do something to get out of that standing position or static seated position, just change how you are and change the shapes that you're, that you're going into and then with your training, exactly what Tim was saying. I think sometimes, you know, like I was, I was, I was a couple of points on the things you said, like for me with mobility, I don't know how you find this, but I don't feel like you've got to have a one-to-one ratio. So say if you spend eight hours sitting at a desk, I don't think you've got to do eight hours of mobility to undo those eight hours. I just think it's about kind of on a consistent basis within your training. So if you're going to train three or four times a week, whatever it might be, you just got to make sure that during that period of time, you are starting to kind of move in these different ways to to undo some of what what you've accumulated during these sedentary periods. And I think one thing which I think is is important for you to consider is what movements am I choosing to work on and how am I going to choose to do those and we get so kind of like stuck in in what we've done before in our in our history and, and this is kind of the, I, I talk a lot about rethinking but it's like we're comfortable with what we've done before and we think we, we need to keep doing it so we might like heavy squatting we might like heavy deadlifting well that's cool but why not put a block of, of work in, even if it's just for four to six weeks of just la- weighted lateral lunge base work, just get out of that sagittal plane. And this is particularly with things where we see um, a lot of sports. So we take things like triathlon, if you're into a lot of people are into that kind of, uh, that listen to us are into that sport. So you've got swimming, you've got, um, you've got biking and running, all happens in the same plane of motion. When we go into things like CrossFit, we're going to row, we're going to do air bikes, we're going to do like Olympic lifting, all front to back. Mm. Being able like the, the joint is then going to, if we lack stability outside of, um, or if we lack stability, stability in range of motion, which we can't, we don't have access to. So if, say, for example, we lack lateral hip stability, the brain is going to start to compensate around those patterns and it will basically tighten you up. So even just think about that for, for a moment, it's like your brain will create stability to, to make your body more secure 
So the more stable you are in different planes of motion, the more confidence the brain can have in different environments, which will therefore allow you to move in different ways. So you get these people that are super tight, rigid. You know, you see those people who are like, you would demon not being very athletic you can see when they get into a movement situation they're not comfortable with that everything kind of goes tight you see people walking across ice mm. great example or on snow super tight they're afraid of something whereas somebody who kind of has got good command of their movement and has got good balance they know they've got st- good stability and reflexive capabilities you see these people much more relaxed and typically those people don't fall yeah, over as much um yeah. so I, I just think it's that like you've got to sometimes say okay well you let, let's just kind of cut to the chase your quads might get a bit smaller. Your bench press or your, your pecs might get a bit smaller because you're choosing to train in different ways. But the opportunity cost is going to be in your favor if you then move in more, if you can move in more ways. Um, and training is not difficult to find ways to, to move. Calisthenics is great for it. Like a lot of the work that I do upper body now basically is on the rings because the rings allow me to do sets where I'm moving into different positions. I don't just go and do 10 ring push-ups. I might do a, a ring push-up and then in the same set, I go straight into a archer push-up. So I'm going to move into that frontal plane or I might go into an overhead reach. It's just training the shoulder in a, in, in a different way rather than thinking I've got to do 10 of these. And I promise you, if you've never done that sort of stuff before, you're upper body will be on fire for it because it's going to challenge you in different ways and as jacko made the point before if you get strong in those outer ranges you're going to start to increase range of motion it's not all about how much tissue can you lengthen you speak to like tissue specialists around this stuff we can't just tug on a muscle and expect it to magically elongate it needs to be strong in those end ranges so just train strength through the range of motion that you can control through greater ranges of motion and then you're going to start to probably find over time with some supplementary work like the stuff that jacko is talking about with the mobility course that you're going to start to see changes but it is going to take time it is not a two-week fix yeah and that's that's actually my my final thought on this and it comes back to something you said right at the beginning around when people will ask questions like oh what do i need to do to improve my this that the other ways and it's and it's almost like there's this there's this notion of like unlock your hips with this exercise like that's what's sexy on social media but the reality is like those magic bullets don't exist the same way there's not one exercise for your muscle up that you're missing like you just need to get stronger or whatever it is and it's the same and that takes time and it's the same with the ability like getting away from chasing these and i can say this because i've done it in the past before thinking like what is it that i'm not doing to like why were my hamstring release what's that one thing that i'm not haven't found the magic exercise yet and it and it's just just to reaffirm for people like it is not about that and it is about making long-term changes over a longer period of time and being consistent with those things that that creates lasting change that's going to be good for you good for your body and good for how you move my last point jacko it's a really easy one i've been reading a bit about fascia recently it just highlights the importance mm. of staying hydrated fascial system <laughs> is extremely um I'm dependent currently sipping on that isn't just that isn't just filtered <laughs> water from our water filter that is on the main system. So in my house, if you have a shower, whether you drink the toilet water, it's purified because <laughs> we have a purifier filter on the thing. But this has also got um, some electrolytes in. Well, there you go. But not some like crappy thing with um, like sweeteners. It's just, so it, ta- it basically tastes a bit like seawater. It's an example of good practice. Um, <clears throat> salty water. But the fascial system is going to thrive on being viscous, and viscosity of being able to actually sort of slide, glide, lengthen. So if you're super, if you don't drink anything, you're super dehydrated and you want to move better, like that might not be the biggest win, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing for life, isn't it? Like just drink more water. You're not yeah. going to go wrong. Well, when, well, you might do actually, if you read some of the stuff around, don't drink, you can you know, hi- yeah, hydrate, yeah, but yeah, let's, let's not do that. But um, yeah, most people can probably and get away you, with it a bit more. 
if you're dehydrated, that's like another stress on the body. And when you were saying that example of uh, people walking on ice, but basically they're stressed, things get, we, we create tension. So like trying to be more relaxed and chilled and less stressed and like, you know, whether that's like how you, whether you're hydrated or whether you're looking after your your health in terms of your nutrition, whether like all these things actually will have an impact on how the body and the system is working. And uh, I've gone for a second final point of thinking about like just this is maybe a different this is a separate separate podcast, but like just us you've you've mentioned loads of times in our coaching seminar about, about like the body and like just going all these systems interact with each other. So let's not think that like, I'm just going to go and hack like one system because it's all going to impact on each other. There you go. We're getting holistic. Yeah. So you want, if you want, if you want the key takeaway, it's real simple. Move more in more ways. That's it. Yep. And if you, if you want some help and some coaching and six weeks of fun with me and Georgie online, and join the six-week mobility course. And that, that might be uh, something you need just to kind of shift that habit, right? Like people, just if you're, to start, yeah, yeah, just get you going. Yeah. Give you the tools that you need. You get access to a library of exercises, but just also a little bit of accountability of people just rocking up on a weekly basis and starting to kind of put these things in place. Um, but you've got to want it. That's the same same thing with habit change. If you don't want to move better and you want to keep doing what you're doing, then that's fine. But don't come back and then sort of complain that you don't move better because you haven't actually invested any time in it. So be accountable um, to a group of people take action do something about it and change the way that you think about training and movement if that's what you actually want which is to move better and i promise you there are lots and lots of old people who will look back and wish that they have moved better and more ways through their younger years because you know when you get old your tissue is going to get gristly it's going to get a little bit i like this idea that it's like beef jerky or kind of like it's not it's not it's not prime fillet steak anymore so get it, get that in the bag now because it's going to pay off a little bit later. Um, talking about our physical pensions, I'm done, Jack. Yeah, that's 21 minutes. We're, we're, we're clear. We, we call that investing in your physical pension. Uh, the links for uh, the six week ability course will be in the show notes. So head is there. Full details on like when those things are and, and, and a full outline of the course, etc. Um, so check that out in the show notes. And uh, other than that, Timbo. We will see everybody next time. Yeah, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Class dismissed. <laughs>